Welcome to the Torchtown Saga, Episode 56. Neutral, one way or another. Everybody to the Torchtown Saga and a brand new session. Uh, my name is Alex and I am the DM and going clockwise around the table from me. God damn it. My name is Candace. <laughs> <laughs> and I play free. My name is Eric and my character left. We're going to be addressing that in the universe, but we're not going to spoil the surprise right now. My name is Violet and I play five. Uh, and, uh, Kelso is not here with us tonight, which will also be addressed in the universe as we get going. I could be Kelso. No. <laughs> I'm used to playing two people. I can give I'm a punch it! <laughs> well, hey, hey coach. Booty. Where's all the alcohol? Let me punch <laughs> I Wolfrey. Say, I, I will say, I am sad about the events of last time. I am happy that we only have to deal with one character, so I don't have to keep asking you who the role pertains to. Uh. So which, so I'm sorry, just for the people playing at home and for me, because I forget. What, who, who are we talking, who's left? Five. Five's left. That makes it really easy for me. Okay. The stabby, stabby stealth one. Right, that one. Okay. Okay. So yes, as we've been alluding to in conversation, uh, when we last left off, we had finally, after God knows how many months, defeated all of Eugene's evil ex-half-siblings, as well as his mother. Uh, but in the process, we lost Violet. Hmm. Um... And Eugene left. And Eugene left because his story was completed. He was like, why the fuck would I hang around with you guys anymore? I got what I came for and left. I've got a relationship to repair. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Exactly. Oh, my God. Enjoy that. Look, he's got 18 charisma. I think he'll find a way. It didn't help last time. (laughs) Look, when you roll ones when talking to people, that's not really like... How are you going to keep up that this thing, by the way? How uh, are you gonna keep up that uh, I think, story? I, I'm gonna be honest with you. Since he is currently, he's not my active character right now. I we're don't not, have to worry we're just about. Not it. gonna worry about it. One of these days, I'll come back. They, and I'll have an entire fleshed-out side story. They are still in Porchtown. Oh, no, they left. Oh, visit them. They left. No, no, they did leave. They did they leave. They left. Oh, they left. Okay. They'll come back and visit, but they left. They, they're they're gone. I thought we had them around. No, they did. <laughs> Um, Wait, I think I'm some, on some sort of beck and call. Right. Hey, Eugene, we need lightning. Like, um, we also renamed the Torchtown Pub Violets. Yeah. In memoriam, were there any other things that I'm forgetting that happened in memoriam? I feel like no. Um. Oh. Aside from so. passing of items and things to people. Does, oh yeah, Phi has the Ring of the Grammarian now. Yeah. yeah. For some reason. Um. Does. Who has Violet's gun? Oh, we Is gave it? it to Aristocrates. Okay, yeah. Uh, something that I'm interested in. What happened to all the gold from the dragon? <laughs> um, you mean their hoard? Yeah, because I was like, let's send a cart there and scoop it all. Mm. It's a long. Mm-hmm. It is a long travel. Uh, that will be resolved eventually, but it's gonna go to fund the refurbishment of the town. Yeah. Oh, because we destroyed it. I mean, kind of, we kind of do that. Just well, I mean, like not even in that sense, but also in the sense of like Torchtown has been slowly regaining its status as a town since the beginning of our adventures, and this will help push it to the next level. And the next size will bring in more shops. It'll bring in more customers. You'll earn more mm. daily income from the bigger fight from club. Violets. <laughs> bigger fight club. Side note: um, 
Are, are they making torches anymore? <laughs> <laughs> Surprisingly, I would think not, since the, the mine is dried. Yeah, the mine is dried up. Torchtown is not supply torches anymore. What a misnomer that was. <laughs> Yeah, you know. Welcome to the, the city formerly known as Torchtown. <laughs> Torchtown was as much just because it created a very good uh, podcast name. <laughs> That's as what I was thinking. Else. Also a tie-in to, uh, to old characters. To old That's characters right. that no one who listens to knows no, about. <laughs> one day we'll explain. I no, think I barely no. explained like, the first couple episodes. Alright, well anyways, um, shall we get started with our actual adventure instead of Yes, monologue? we shall. So it has been three months uh, since the events of the last campaign. Um, before we get to the actual plot, uh, if they are interested in talking at all about this, would, do we want to get an update of things from Fi and from Bree? We'll assume Wolfred spent most of the time drinking and sleeping. <laughs> and Fight Club. Uh, Fi's been, like, I guess immediately after the, uh, last campaign is, like, arranging funeral stuff and then, like, just trying to live life normally. Okay. Wow. Bree is chugging along as Bree always does. Okay. She's gotten very attached to her squirrel. And her squirrel has grown a luscious mane. <laughs> I'm going to allow this. <laughs> yes! Battle squirrel. Battle squirrel. Is, is a squirrel pink and also... Never mind. No, it's not Steven Universe. <laughs> I'm, no. I'm, I'm not going to allow that. Spoilers! Spoilers! <laughs> I'm not really. You have to be pretty early in the series to not have lions. No, but... No, no. Spoilers for that, sure. Yes, but okay. I, we're referring to lions. Okay, yes. yes. Then yes. Eh? You'll get there. Darn bad. Okay. Um, you haven't watched Steven Universe? <clears throat> Anyways. A little behind. Uh, so, three months later, uh, the characters are in the bar one night, so it'll be five, uh, Wolfred and Bree. Um, along with Aristocrates and the usual cast of characters in the bar. The whole gang. Uh, when the door bursts open and standing in the doorframe is the trickster. Oh. Oh, yeah, we... We did yeah. do a little bit of this. So I'm going to completely reset the thing because I do not remember what I said at the end of the last session. Yeah. Okay. What does the trickster look like? Um, suave, sophisticated gentleman in a suit with a tie, vaguely ominous and evil looking. You encountered him in the Power Rangers arc. I'm imagining Satan from Rick and Morty. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> I think of more Loki in the Avengers. In I that think that's the original description you oh. gave. Yeah. Minus the helmet or plus the helmet? In that one scene where he's just walking into the <laughs> museum and like twirling his cane, but before he pulls the helmet up. Okay, alright. Sure. Okay. So he, just, so he so, walks in and he just kind of sits there. He walks in <laughs> um, and Aristocrates looks over to him. And one sec. So he walks in, and Aristocrates looks over to him and starts and yanks his gun up, <laughs> uh, Violet's old gun, and points it at him, and says in Aristocrates of the ever-changing voice, "You, what are you doing here?" Gruffer than normal, but still good. <laughs> Grieving, whatever. Aristocrates of the ever-changing voice. His voice is like a random function. <laughs> I'm wondering if, like, like he's he suddenly pointed a big old blunderbuss-looking shotgun at someone. <laughs> I'm imagining with a redneck voice. What are y'all doing in my bar? <laughs> Aristocrates' voice is the only um, thing in the uni- universe capable of true randomness. Yeah, Aristocrates <laughs> rolls his voice every morning. Yes. Uh, okay, uh, having the trickster just walk in, what are Fi and Bree's reactions? We'll skip over Wolfred's, assuming he's too drunk to have a solid reaction. You again. 
I have very little memory of the trickster. <laughs> That's fine. Neutral expression is okay. It's kind of like, who is this chump? So seeing the gun pointed at him, the trickster stops dead in his tracks and puts a hand up in like a whoa, whoa, calm down motion. I give him a high five. You're nowhere close enough. Darn He's it. across the bar from you. Darn it. But he starts running. No. Air high five. Air five. Sure. Sorry, continue. One-sided air five. He, he like looks at you confused and then looks back at Aristocrates. <laughs> calm. I'm here to talk. We have a problem. What problem would you ta- would you ever want to talk to me about? I do not want you here. It's escaping. Aristocrates' face becomes suddenly very crestfallen, like blanched completely. What? It's escaping. The enchantments are failing. It's starting to move. We may want to act. I know you and I have our differences. I'm not saying we don't have our differences. In fact, we have many differences, and I disagree with you on a great deal of things. But as I'm sure your children and their friends have explained to you, I am not trying to be your enemy here, despite what we might disagree with. And if there is one thing both of us can agree on, it's that we do not want it getting out. Yeah... Yeah, you're right. What's happening? I sensed a disturbance in the warding glyphs. The protections we put in place are starting to fall apart. We may want to visit the Infinity Cube and just make sure that everything is protected. And you should probably bring your band of merry men with you just in case. Aristarch. not merry. <laughs> Aristocrates <laughs> turns to you and says, Okay, there's there's no time to explain. I'll explain when we get there, but this is actually a very big emergency, and you should come with me. This is a Tarrasque, isn't it? Uh, no, it's not quite as bad as that, actually, but it's pretty bad. Very quickly, there was, at one point in the war, between the, war, between the imaginary and the real forces, a warrior that was created... None of us can remember which side. It happened too long ago to actually remember which side created it. And the warrior was too dangerous to be contained. In a manner so concerning that both sides worked together to create a prison from which it could not escape, and apparently is escaping from right now. Wow, sounds like you really goofed. I mean, it did last several thousands of years. Out of time, too, so like millions of years in its own measurements. Okay... How do we have a plan to stop this? I mean, how bad? He turns back to the trickster. How bad is the fail? How bad are the wards failing right now? Well, it's just beginning. Um, we still have a fair amount of time before it can actually escape. If we can get to the infinity cube and get in and stop it from reaching the exit, even without defeating it, if we can stop it from reaching the exit and stabilize the wards. It will be trapped in there again, and we can escape no problem. We don't have to necessarily kill it. Plus, it will be weakened in there. Okay. I mean, let's go, if time's of the essence. Well, <coughs> let's go. Email. Oh, oh also, something <laughs> we should go. clear up. What happened to Mikhail? Or Dad, I should say. Uh, Dad's just, like, around. Okay. Is he still a dragon? Just, yeah, yeah. Just, just, um, just chilling at the bar? He probably, like... he probably flew back to, like, his cave on okay. the other side of the mountain. 
Don't worry. Uh, Mikhail turned out to be the white dragon from the first campaign. And he, he turned his, his name. He, he chose. He chose. Dad. He chose to be dad. Well, because yeah. we were fighting Eugene's mom, who was called mom, and so he decided to be called dad. Okay, as long as you're not secretly also. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> All right. I had. I don't know. Eugene had many halves. That's that's true. <laughs> yeah, I mean you're not wrong. Uh, <laughs> he was half tiefling, half dragon, all asshole. Okay, so you guys are okay with going to uh, the Infinity Cube, correct? Yeah. Okay. So um, you all, including Wilfred, follow um, Aristocrates and the Trickster out of the bar, and Aristocrates still looks very wary walking beside the Trickster, but like seems determined enough on the goal that he's letting it slide. Um, and they lead you to the fountain, and Aristocrates turns around and explains, you know how I've told you before that Torchtown is kind of like a nexus between dimensional points? No. No. Oh, come on, I'm not even here when I remember that. <laughs> I, I, I remember there being roots. Okay. Something about roots, yeah. Anyways, Torchtown is a, is a nexus point between a bunch of different dimensions. Uh, it's sort of like the center of the equation. It's the, uh, origin. Okay. Of the equation and the axes that would define dimensions in the mathematical sense. That's convenient that our first part, adventure was there. Part of all of that is that it be, is easier here to access any dimension or pocket dimension you are looking for. The Infinity Cube is a prison created by a series of overlapping pocket dimensions, all of them stacked on top of each other in infinite variations. The origin point will allow us to access the proverbial front door. The only pocket dimension which has an exit out into every other plane of reality. From there, we can go in and access every other pocket dimension. It's a complicated system explaining how to interact between them, but I was one of the people who helped design the system. I can navigate us between rooms, avoiding any traps and pitfalls that were meant to keep the warrior in place should we run into any issues, and get us back towards where the warrior should be and find its path out so we can stop it. Okie dokie. Alright. And he uh, waves a hand in front of the fountain and a portal opens up, like a big energy portal similar to the one that you jumped through uh, way back in Planes, Brains, and Complex Math. <laughs> um, and he says, right this way to the Infinity Cube. And you step in, I'm assuming? No reason not to. Skeptically, Phi is probably pretty hung up when when uh, Aristocrates said he had a part in making this prison. Fair. And like, Dad, how old are you? Seriously, no, you go. Old. <laughs> Time works differently when you're dealing with magics of the levels in which I deal with. Uh huh. Okay. You are as old as you are. And <laughs> I was in prime age when you were born. Let's just put it that way. Do they know how old they are? Or is it all just an illusion? No, they know how old they are, but it's one of those, like, so old numbers stop counting things. Well, they hit infinity and they were like, well, now what? <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, time means less to them because of all the interaction with the real roots and time travel and switching back and forth across planes and stuff like that. It loses meaning to them somewhat. All right. 
The trickster is legitimately immortal, but the uh, aristocracy has just kind of like lost the thread. <laughs> <laughs> that 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 checks. Okay. Uh, so you walk through the portal and you find yourself in. Let me get my notes. A square room. Um, it is fifty by fifty, uh, f- fifty feet by fifty feet wide. You're right at the entrance. Across the hall from you is one other door. On the side walls, there's just like these. This line of windows, endless window right around the wall, like a band, right up the middle of the wall. Um, and outside that band, you can see infinity stretching outwards before you. It's it's <laughs> like space, but more mind-boggling. And the more you stare at it, the less it makes sense to you. Does this hurt not, my brain? Not in a way that hurts. It just is <laughs> like at a point where you can't keep at a point where you can't understand what you're seeing anymore and the swirls of different colors and numbers and stars and shapes and planes all meshing together, the point at which your brain stops being able to perceive it, all of the information just like rolls out of your head. Like in one ear and out the other. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't, your brain literally can't begin to comprehend it enough to struggle to comprehend it. Neat. I mean, that's basically how I imagine Brie on a regular basis, with just the normal world. Something, something album art. So like, the, yeah, very much so. And, like, the barest minimum, the barest minimum view you get, like, the thing that is easily, most easily understood by everyone is it kind of looks like a pinky black void of stars, like space. Hmm. But, like, for Phi, who knows a little bit more about math, about mathematics, you can start to see shapes and patterns emerging and combining and dissipating within there but only just to the point that you're aware there's something and not to the point that you understand what you're seeing. Okay. So that's why it's called the Infinity Cube. That's one of the reasons. This um, will play hell on some psychosis. Yeah. And across the room from you, at the other door, standing dead center in front of it, is a being. What does uh, the being look like? Hi. Uh, Eric, do you want to take this one? Sir, it's a pleasure to see you. Oh, sir, it's... Sorry, I didn't know you were bringing him. I didn't think he would come, to be honest. Uh, yeah, well, circumstances have uh, merited a degree of alliance to which I would rather not say anything else. Understandable. <laughs> Very. And the rest are... Friends. I thought, you said there, I thought you said you were going to grab the Torchtown heroes. Not No disrespect, of course. Uh, these... Well, are... I never... <laughs> These are the Torchtown heroes. Forgive my ignorance, but I'm pretty certain you said that there were more. Um. And furthermore, I'm pretty sure one of them was supposed to be twins. Five looks down. And there's also supposed to be a tiefling. Um. I actually don't know what's (laughs) happened. Aristocrates, you want to take this? Yes, so the tiefling has left. What do you mean he left, sir? (laughs) He decided. That he no longer wanted to be part of the adventuring group. That he had found uh, satisfaction in the de- in the degree of adventure to which he reached, and has left temporarily to enjoy life elsewhere. Well, I can understand that, sirs. Is there not, not everyone some... has the same degree of devotion to duty that you do, Dadricus? Of course, Dadricus. You really went one eighty on the politeness scale, didn't you? <laughs> yes, I did. I hated being an asshole so much. <laughs> it's so weird. <laughs> it was fun, but I'm done with that. Well, okay, then, sirs. As for the other one, there was an, unfor- an unfortunate complication. I can I can only assume. My apologies. This is what we have left to work with. Well, Fi. Fi. Bree. Hi. And Wolfred. Silent. The, dr- the drunken <laughs> idiot on the floor is Wolfred. Yes. Uh, he uh, 
is better when drunk. I I heard. I heard. Yes. Well then, uh, allow me to is welcome Wolfie you all. Is Wolfie actually following us, or are? Yeah, Wolfie is following you silently, fairly drunk. Oh, I thought uh, it was Wolfie. Like... No, Wolfie will be dealt with in due time, but I need to get him into the Infinity oh. Cube first. I kind of wanted to be dragging him around by the ankle. Just past. <laughs> I mean, Wolfie is now passed out. And you can drag him around by the ankle <laughs> on the stage if you want. Yes. <laughs> will this affect your movement? <laughs> will this affect my movement? Um, not until we reach combat. <laughs> no, I'd say she's pretty good at lifting a Wolfie-sized. It would affect your movement in combat, but for just, like, out-of-combat story narrative, it's fine. Okay. Well, then, as far as I'm concerned, welcome to both everywhere and nowhere, I guess, is the best way to put it. So, Dadrigus, can you fill us in... Sorry, uh, I'm going to switch to Trickster here. Dadrigus, can you fill us in on what's happening? Well, so far, not much has changed since you've left, sir, but everything seems to be as much in order as we can, though, again... Based on, considering our skills compared to yours, I'm not sure how long that's going to last. Fair. Um, I think we should probably head in then and see what we can do. Of course. Alright, uh, and so, um, would you step aside please? Mm-hmm. Alright, so Dadrigus steps aside, uh, and the trickster and Aristocrates approach the front door. And as you follow after them, you look above the front door, or you look above the other door, and you see, um this, like, square that's divided into four co- four quadrants. And at the top of the... And each quadrant is the number zero. Okay. Um, and they each place one hand on the door. Um, and Aristocrates turns to you and says, this is a special ward that we put on the front door to stop people from getting in unnecessarily to break out the warrior. Once we are past here, um, every door will be capable of opening without assistance. Okay. It's a it's, good security measure. It's part of the trap design. Mm-hmm. So they pr- they press their hands on the door, and you see, like, a handprint glow around each door, and the doors illuminate in bright blue light and slide open, leading into another room, which is also 50 feet by 50 feet, in which there are uh, six doors. The one you entered into, and one on each other wall, one in the center of the floor, and one in the ceiling. Okay. The room is otherwise barren. The air feels crisp and light. Uh, as you enter, the door closes behind you, um, and Aristocrates turns and says, So this is how the Infinity Cube works. Each pocket dimension is a room. They're not all square like this one, but they are all rooms. Mm-hmm. Each door leads to another room, and the rooms connect in random orders. There is a number code on each door, unfortunately only visible from the inside, uh, except for the entry door. So as you enter, you'll see the door you've come through, but you won't be able to see the ones leading off. Okay. Um, the exception being the zero door here, which if you find it, and this connects to several different spaces, this happens to be one of the random entry points, that is your exit out. Hmm. At the center... In the circle marked 500 in each quadrant is the prison. Since there are an infinite number of combinations, there should be no way to get out, but there is a secret pathway that only myself and the trickster know. We're going to lead you there now so that we can check to see if it's escaped the prison room, and then after that point we will try and figure out a way to track it down and stop it from reaching a zero door. Okay. 
Is the zero door locked, or is it... It's not locked from the inside, unfortunately. That doesn't make any sense. Or, well, it is locked, but that's one of the glyphs that's fallen. Oh, okay. And... What if we encounter this warrior while we're making our way to the center? Because of the randomly shifting nature of the room. You know how I said that you can't see the numbers from inside the room before you enter it? Mm -hmm. If the door closes before you, the next time it opens, it will lead to a different room. Okay. So if I understand things right... We can escape and not have it follow us. And I can use... Myself or the trickster can use the code of the room we've entered to figure our best way out. And what if we get split up? Don't get split up. Don't get split up. First rule, <laughs> First don't get split, split up. Stick together. What happens after we track it down? We do our best to contain it back in the prison room and reset the glyphs. Is it cute? Does it like food? It's terrifying. In a cute way? No. Darn. Well, possibly, but generally no. <laughs> Can I pet it? Unwise. <laughs> what is your wisdom score? Minus one. Well, okay. <laughs> Alright, so we are in... Let's see, which room is this one? Uh, and you look up and you see uh, the panel for this room reads 83, 40, 128, 147. And this is in order top left, top right, bottom left, bottom right. Is this something I should be writing down? Uh, Do I have to be puzzle solving? It's your call if you want to or not. There is, there may be some merit late in the game about it, but it would, but also it's not the end of the world if you don't. It it can help you know more about the rooms you're in, but only to a certain point. Well, what are the numbers? Didn't eighty three forty one twenty eight and one forty seven. Didn't Aristocrates and the trickster say that they were going to lead us there anyways? Yes. Okay. So, do you trust that? I have faith in them, sure. Oh, well, you do. Considering that they both brought us... Considering that they brought you here to try and solve this problem, you'd think that they'd at least be able to get you there. I mean, that is... And they told told you how to get out. You are the one that's been working for this guy forever. This is my first time in here. What? I guard the door. That's what I do. Yeah, I suppose we should explain. Uh, Dadricus, why don't you go through the process of introducing yourself and explaining your position? Of course. Well, my name is Dadricus. Um... I'm a paladin of sorts, I guess is the best way to put it. Um, to the extent that you need to know, I was hired here in order to be sort of a gatekeeper to ensure that no one was trying to breach in from the outside, and so far I'd say I've done a pretty good job. Would you, sir? Yes. Um, Didrigus is a unique paladin, the only one of his oath, uh, the Oath of Balance. He was chosen as the only warrior um, we were capable of finding, to which both the real and imaginary forces could agree, since he is literally the most neutral being in the entire universe. <laughs> so don't, if, if, I'll say it right now, please do not take it personally if I don't agree with what you're saying or, you know, try to oppose one of your beliefs. It's quite honestly all I care about. So you bring balance to the world. That's my, that is my goal, yes. I like to maintain balance between as many things as possible. And I figured, you know, I was introduced to this concept of mathematics, which, while I don't fully understand it, involves making, they mentioned equations and making one side equal to another, and I thought that sort of, you know, resonated with what I was going to do with my life, so I figured I would help them out as much as I could, and I seemed to do pretty well. Violet looks. Violet. 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 Violet looks on from the ether. Violet? Where? By, by kind of 
looks at him and just like flops down one shoulder strap and see how he reacts. Dodriga stares blankly. Hmm. Bree attempts to trip. Did I'm gonna call you Gus. Gus. Please do not call me Gus. Well, looks you, like you just condemned you... yourself. Bree grab Bree leaps at Gus's legs and grabs his ankles, trying to trip him. Um, roll a dexterity saving throw. DC ten. Darn. Fifteen. <laughs> yeah, you don't get trips. Dedrigus does not move. Wow, you really are balanced. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I admire. What's your name again? Bree. I probably won't remember, but thank you. <laughs> you can remember. Give a guess, but you, <laughs> but you can't remember Bree. Considering it's my own name, yes. <laughs> Give a guess. Give a guess. What is it? Dadrigus. Or Dadrigus, depending on your inclination. I can call you Dad or Gus. We already have someone called Dad. Or I can call you Dry. Dry is, <laughs> that dry is somehow worse than Gus. Okay. Moist. Uh, That's <laughs> even worse. Anyways, um, alright, so if this is the room we're in, then the door we want to take is probably the ceiling, actually. Um, okay, this is gonna be a little tricky. We can fly up, we'll carry Wolford with us, the rest of you will hoist first. How high is the ceiling? Uh, the ceiling is 20 feet, uh, 10 feet in the air, it's like a normal room. We might just be able to jump that. Um, okay, so your high jump, there's actually rules on this. Eight foot vertical leap, man. <laughs> I was waiting to okay, say look, that. Eight foot vertical leap doesn't actually work. I've just gotten special dispensation <laughs> from, the D- from the DM of that other campaign. I mean, you can jump pretty high as an event crew. So high jump uh, is equal to three feet plus your strength modifier. Oh. Three feet? Yeah. Six. Darn. I have six as well. Three. So we're gonna hoist you. What if I just do some acrobatic shit against people's faces? Uh, I mean, you're welcome to try that if you want. You roll an acrobatics check. I'll wait till one of uh, the two guides is up there first. Okay. Uh, that's really not gonna work, because we're gonna go up last. We're the only ones who can fly. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll just jump it. <laughs> do you get a bonus for bouncing off the booty? Wolford's passed out on the floor right now. His butt is not especially bouncy, but if you want to use that as your vaunting post, we can talk. Fuck it, why not? I okay. have enough acrobatics to make this work. Roll an acrobatics check. Technically, this should be athletics, but I like it as acrobatics. So, I got a three, but I got a new uh, rogue talent, which is reliable skill or something like that. Okay. So, it counts as a ten. Uh, that's not going to be enough. You, like, reach and no, no, just... No, no, it counts as a 10, oh. and then my bonus. Oh, okay. Which is 13. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, no, you, uh, make a running jump, bounce off of Wolfred's ample butt cheeks. <laughs> in, in slow-mo, as soon as my there's foot, like, like hits, ripple. Yeah, there's a ripple as you jump, As you jump up, the door slides open above you, and you manage to reach up and get one arm up onto the surface. The Million Dollar Man sound effect plays as you fly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> basically. Da, da, da. Uh, I look around in the room. Uh, okay. Hope the, there's not someone who's going to chop my fucking head off. The, no, uh, the room you have landed in is 20 feet by 20 feet. 
Uh, there's only one other door, and it's directly in front of you. Um, there are, weirdly, some holes in the walls, but they lead to nothingness. And the floor is partially collapsed in a corner, but it also leads to nothingness. It's not a pathway through to another room. I relay this information to a group. Um, and around you, uh, there appears to be... Uh, no, actually, I'm going to skip that one for this room. <laughs> okay. This, uh, this, you're still early in the adventure. I don't want to throw... Around you, there's a hundred goblins. Uh, the air is clear and damp. Something smells... Uh, off in the room. It smells a little dank. Yeah, I roll roll a perception check. Mm, that's not by strong suit. Nine. Uh, you turn around and see, despite the absence of any living creatures in this room, bat shit on the walls. What? Just like guano dripping from one of the walls that the door is not on. Huh. Let's pick a different door. Uh, there's bat poop in here. Let's pick a different door. Uh, uh you can't. That's the door we have to go through. Okay, fine. Um, okay, who's next? Uh, I'm assuming at this point you climb up. Yeah. No, you should dangle so I can jump up and grab your ankles. Uh, no, that's wrong. Okay, who's next? Uh, who wants to be hoisted next? I'll go. Alright, um, and the trickster and aristocrates form, like, a crossbeam thing to let you step onto, and as you do, they, like, bend down, and you see, like, magic infused through their wrists to get them a little more strength, <laughs> and then they boost you up, and you oh, just, like, launch fun. up through the roof and land in the room. Er, old Aristocrates is going to need a whole lot of magic boost for his scrawny raisin arms. <laughs> I can fly! <laughs> no, no, to oh. get people a boost. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. magic fortification, it's all really fine. Alright, uh, Bree, you're next. We'll deal with Wolfred last. Alright, I go, I spread my bat wings, and I look off in expectations. Uh, okay. <laughs> Bree, you're probably going to want to close those until you're past the apex of the arc, and then use them to glide down into the room, because otherwise you're going to hit your arms on the door. <laughs> can I make them slightly shorter? Just keep them closed. It's bad aerodynamics, Bree. Okay, fine. I, I have my, to agree. I how did, my bat How did you around. ever defeat the stuff I threw at you in uh, Asimar Grotto? I swear to God. I think that more reflects on you. <laughs> I was being light. <laughs> Alright, fine. I hug my arms and my cape around me. Alright, like you get launched <laughs> up into the room, higher than Dedrigus because you are much lighter, yes. and at the top of your apex, near the top of this 20-foot cube room, you open your bat wings and glide down into the room, narrowly missing the guano on the wall. <laughs> I would like to tilt one of my wings slightly so that I can do a barrel roll. Um, roll a luck check. Do you not have your own dice today? Thirteen. Do you not have your own dice today? Here. No, it's fine. I give her one of my eight sets. Can uh, okay, yes, you successfully barrel roll. And beautiful. Alright, um... And as you look back down into the room, um, Aristocrates and uh, the trickster say, all right, we're going to be coming up. And all of a sudden you feel the ground shake. And Aristocrates panics and looks over at the trickster. And trickster's just like, wait, it's another one of the wards. I don't know which ward is failing right now. Um, hold on, give me a second. And he like closes his eyes to concentrate. And you can feel like the shaking is getting more and more intense. And... Um, Right as he opens his eyes and looks up and set, looks at Aristocrates, you see the door start to close shut. And right before it closes, you hear him look at Aristocrates and say, the pathway's changed, and the door closes behind you. Well. Hmm. And we're in a room full of that shit. <laughs> to there be is... fair, you blend in. Oh! Mm. 
I mean, that, yeah, technically. <laughs> Alright, you are now in this room, and there is one door in front of you. And batshit on the walls, and... Um... The, like, holes into nothingness on the floors. They're not, it's not gonna be a problem to, like, avoid those holes, they just okay. are there. Is there, are there bats on the ceiling? No, there's nothing in this room, it's just the shit is there. It's... This room is DM DM talking here. Sometimes you're going to find things in these rooms that are not tied to any like living being or reason they should exist in these rooms. By the nature of the infinite stuff, this is a room that just There's randomly generated with bat that- shit on the walls. <laughs> and you will see things like this on occasion. Random um, pieces of furniture and stuff. Can can Didri- what what's the lighting <laughs> in the room like? Is it dark? Um it's like mid-level lighting. You can okay. see fine, but it's not right. Okay, so I'd like to look around and make sure that there's nothing in here that'll potentially get us. Yeah, sure. Uh, roll a perception check. 16 plus perception. 18. Uh, yeah, so you look around the room, and you notice uh, as you peer into the uh, hole uh, in the floor that, weirdly, in the nothingness below, there actually is like a little platform upon which a like lantern sits. In the middle of this deep hole? Yeah, it's too far down to reach, and nothing's in, there's no, like, light in the lantern or anything like that. It's just literally a lantern. It's just a lantern sitting there. It's huh. a trap. I'm way too curious. I know. You can't reach it. There's no way to reach it. And, like, is it, like, a hole going straight down? or is it's, it... it's a hole into nothingness, and there is a lantern-sized platform on which the lantern sits but, 30 feet below you. But the lantern isn't lit? And the, the lantern is, isn't lit. It's and the room is normal brightness? Yes. The lantern isn't lit? The The room is normally... The room is bright just due to, like... Just regular light. Light. It's just... It is light that exists. Let's light the lantern. You can't reach the lantern. The lantern is 30 feet down into nothingness, and if you miss, you will be gone into the infinite void forever. Well... The lantern is not meant to be gone. Can we drop a rope? We, <coughs> yeah. I have 50 feet of rope. I can drop the rope down and set it on fire. I'm gonna tie a rope to one end of a crowbar and just lower it down. Oh, well. All right. Didrigus pauses for a second and looks at the fact that you have a crowbar. What? Where did you get a crowbar? Why not? Always had a crowbar. What? Since my conception. You were born and you had a crowbar? Your poor mother! (laughs) (laughs) Ah! I'm kidding. Didrigus passes on any further questions. I break into people's houses for a living. What do you want? And other things. For what purpose? Didrigus asks. Collecting debts. Whose debts? People I fucked. That's in what in what sense? <laughs> Didrigus has no idea who you are. Didrigus is mind. wondering if you were balanced properly. Didrigus is fucking. worried about whether or not he'll have to to sort of you know maintain order here or not. I just give him a sly smile. Didrigus <laughs> writes. Didrigus takes a mental note. Okay, uh, so fine. You lower down the fifty feet of rope uh, with the crowbar attached, and you manage to hook the lantern by the top, and you bring it back up, and it is just a lantern. It is just like an empty lantern. No, no, nothing to light inside of it. It is just a empty lantern casing. Congratulations! Cool. I claim it. As I got a lantern now. Oh darn! I was too slow. <laughs> I mean, they they were the one to bring it up. It would be theirs by rights. Well. I don't see anything else in this room, so I figure we may as well just proceed to the next door, because we can't go back. Yeah, I All suppose. Right. We go first. Fine. <coughs> you look like the tankiest. Okay. Uh, as you approach... Wait! Sorry. 
Hi. Did you not roll AP? I, I forgot to re-roll my health. <laughs> oh, wow. I am way tankier than I currently am. Yes. Okay. For those of you playing at home, the first time I made this character, I decided to be an idiot and dump Constitution. Because I thought, eh, I don't need that for anything. And then okay, I had on. 70 health. Are you good with me just quick, quick Please do. counting your health? Please do. Okay, what's your uh, hit dice? Uh, my hit dice is d10. Okay, give me one second. I gotta remember how to do the first D10. And your constitution modifier. Your constitution modifier is. Constitution modifier is now plus three. Okay, but it was a plus two initially. It was minus one initially. No, no, but like, it's plus three now. But you added an ability modifier bonus to it at one point, so I have to like. Oh, I see. Uh, yes. Oh no, wait. Though no, it retroactively applies when you get a boost on your constitution to HP, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So then just okay, do it. So now. thirteen plus an average five. This is an average 8 every level, and you're level 11, so 13 plus 8. All right, now we know Gus 101, is 101? 101 HP. Hang on. How much do you have, Brie? Enough. No, no, like, what's you're your not, You're not, you're Am not I supposed to increase with level 11? Was oh, I yeah, you should have gone up. Oh, oh. Roll a d12, add your con. Uh, oh, yeah, roll your d12, uh, this one, and add constitution. And if it's below 6, just take 6 plus Darn. con. So 6 plus con. That's this one. Oh. It's on the sheet. <laughs> Every sheet except the one I was... Okay. Um, six plus con, so 12. No, what's your constitution? Constitution modifier. Not, not the modifier, not the saving throw. Go to your constitution. Plus two? Plus two. Okay, so, so plus eight. eight. So 106. Slightly what tank- is yours? Slightly tankier than me. That's right. Barbarians and uh, paladins should be roughly equivalent in tankiness. Though I have an 18 AC and you only have 15. So you're going in first. Yeah, that's fine. I'm going first. Okay. Drigus walks forward. There's um, nothing else to do. So you enter into the room, and this one is different from what you've seen before. It's a circular room, 30 feet in diameter, with a 15-foot tall ceiling. Uh, and there's the door you entered into, and then at exactly 120 degrees from the door on either side, there are two other doors. Mm-hmm. What are the numbers on the doors? Um, so, the do- again, you can only see the room that you just entered into. Right. The room you are in right now is 128, 89, 218, 120. Wait, each door has four numbers? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I, I'm so assuming so. these are like coordinates in this place. Oh. Sort, sort of, yeah. <coughs> um, what was the, the number of the last, this, like the back shit room? Uh, I can't go back. Proficiency oh. in the weapon. Once it's so gone, I can't get it for you again. Okay. Then, That's yeah, fine. It's it was a one door thing, anyways. Oh, it's yeah, three, so I should have seven. Thank you. Uh, what was... Brie, could you write that down? I mean, What am I writing down? 128, 89, 218, 120. Alright. Um, in the room, uh, the air is hazy and humid. It smells like rotten eggs. Which is a little bit weird. And you see... It looks almost like a living room, but all the furniture's been destroyed. So like, like it's destroyed furniture, so, or like, yeah, like, just stuff like there's a broken. sofa and a dresser and a chair, and everything's broken. And oh. on it, you see like scattered pieces of fur. I look around. Roll a perception check. Eighteen. Like, there's nothing else there. Okay. How good are you people at understanding nature? Like creatures. 
Mm. Relatively. I mean, like, I wouldn't be able to tell you much about a creature I've never heard of or seen before. Out of character, I have a minus two. (laughs) (laughs) I have a plus one. In, like, animal handling or? In in nature. I have a plus one. Oh, I have But also, one. I feel like I should just have an advantage on squirrels <laughs> at this point. You naturally recognize squirrels. Can I have an advantage on squirrel stuff? Sure. Turns yes. out the creature that the imaginary and the real knowledge. forces made was a giant angry squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, recently destroyed or long destroyed? Alex. Is um, anyone good at tracking? Uh, you'd have to. So, uh, actually, Fi's perception check would be good enough for... Uh, no, roll an investigation check. Anyone wants to know how recently destroyed. I have a minus two to that. Oh. What are you good for? I am good at literally everything nah. other than this. Nat 20. Okay. Um, so, time kind of means nothing here, <laughs> but the furniture <laughs> looks to be... It looks as though the furniture is... The wood in the furniture is probably about... 150 years old, and the destruction looks to be about 150 age, so 30 years ago. I think we should be good. But, like, also time means nothing here. That's fair. Um, out of character, while I set up some tools I have on my computer, what is Dadrigus's, uh initiative boost? Initiative is... plus two. And your HP is... 101. And what is uh, Fi's HP now? 72. And Breeze is 108, right? What? 106, 108, whatever 106. Okay. Thank you. Are you better than me in every way? No. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say that. But, I mean... I don't like this. <laughs> Bree, you're plenty good. I have less work- health. I've been working at this for like two years, man. <laughs> Tell you and what. you just pop in here with your friggin' plus seven modifiers on your weapons. <laughs> you okay. have that as well. Well, I have plus have, nine. I, I have questionable plus nine. <laughs> I don't know where it's You have from. the same modifier as me. Tell you what. D- tell you what. You when just we walked in-, in. Sorry, sorry to distract. I just needed that for my own notes so I can make sure that my tool was up and running. When we yeah. get into a fight, we'll okay. see who is a better fighter. So, what would you like to do? There are two doors in front of you. We'll call it the left door and the right door. Let's go left. Is it effective left or really left? <laughs> it's like from where you're looking, having just entered the room, left and right. But it's not the right door. Left. So it is relative left. But it's not the right door. It's the in. It's sometimes the... you don't. You can't always do the right thing. You know, if Violet were here, we could send fireballs down both doors. If, you if do. we open a door, we have to go down it, don't we? Yeah. If you open the door and it closes again, then the next time you open it, it's a different room. So you'll ne- so you'll never know if you want to test a room. Yeah, you can't test a room. Can we open and close the door three times just for fun before going in? Sure. You no, no. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> All right. That's a charm. Is that what you've done? We've done it. We've reshuffled the rooms. Does that actually affect anything? Yeah. Oh, shoot. Um, Alice has written a program that randomly generates an entire dungeon for us, and he's running it right now. <laughs> oh, so you, en- you enter the room. Uh, and it is uh, a cube, 40 feet by 40 feet, and uh, 40 foot high. And the numbers? Um, 125, 128, 162, 181. Oh, sorry, 187. Um, and it's weird. So this this room has a floor door and what? a uh, front door, uh, like a door across from you. Okay. And it's weird 
because around the, the door and the floor is the exact same wrecked furniture, except no fur this time. Uh, this is very strange. And a little further? What? A little further? Like it's wrecked no. more? No, no, sorry, no fur. Oh. oh. No fur. There's no fur. It's just the furniture it's, this time. It's, it's like you said a little further. further. So there's no fur, but there's wrecked furniture. Yes. And it's the exact same wrecked furniture? Yes. What? Laid out slightly differently, but all the same pieces. Neato. I'm going to be frank with you guys. I've worked for, here for the other too thing, long, and the, I don't know this. The other thing is that the room is just filled with spider whips. Huh. I'm not Eugene, so I don't give a shit anymore. <laughs> You're still Eric, though. I still Eric. So it, on the inside, I'm freaking out, uh, but on the outside, the I don't air care. is clear and damp. Uh, it smells kind of terrible in there. Like something died, but you don't see any corpses. Why can't we just um, get nice, nicely smelling rooms? And sitting on the broken chair, oh. on the back of the chair, is a blanket. And on the seat of the chair, well, the collapsed seat of the chair, is a broken sword blade. Cool. Touch it. I I look around the room first to see anything that might be a threat. Perception check? Ten. You don't see anything. I'd like to look around the room. Sure. Eighteen. You also don't see anything. It's just spider webs. The spider webs kind of suck because they're going to really slow you down. You're going to get all goopy, but there's nothing else there. Hmm. Huh. Fun fact: I I had to look this up because I'm pretty sure real spider webs aren't flammable. Mm-mm. No, they they snap when they're exposed to to a flame. Yeah, but like if you want to get rid of them, you should you can't burn them. Can you douse them in gasoline and then burn them? I mean, you could do that to anything, and you'd probably burn it to a crisp. I but... mean, it also <laughs> depends on the temperature of the flame. Because anything is flammable if you get hot enough. You can Let's fire. test it right now. I prefer not to. Douse them and run. Set it on fire. Wolfred is... I don't know where Wolfred is. I don't think we... I think you're still dragging him. I'm going to be frank. I think your drunken friend Wait, isn't here. We didn't no, toss we Wolfred left. up. We no, left. Wolfred's left with Aristocrates and the Trickster wherever they are. They, yeah, they said that they would take him. Who has the infinite tortures again? Uh, that was Eugene and we never passed it off. Eugene's not here. Oh, I want them. <laughs> That's a shame. A breadcrumb of torches. But, <laughs> I mean, not actually a terrible idea, but you don't have it. Yeah. Well, um, I say we, if I'm being honest, we haven't seen a door on the floor yet. Why don't we try that? Sure. I'm going to grab that sword blade. I'm a hoarder. You, you aren't going to look at it first? You aren't going to check it for magic or, or spells? This, is, this okay. entire thing is a trap. So as you <laughs> enter into the room to move towards the sword... I need you to roll a dexterity saving throw. All of us? Uh, or just anyone who's entering the room. If uh, you're standing at the doorway still, you're fine. The minute you enter have, the room, you gotta Don't roll. we not have a choice about going in? Well, like, you're, like, We're inside. In, but, like, you're in, but you're not into the room. Like, the spiderweb area of the room. I'll make a throw. I don't think I'm smart enough to not oh, run crap, in. I got one. Oh, Jesus. A dexterity saving throw? Yeah. Ten. I got a three plus two. Okay. Um... So, all of you, right as you enter the room, become instantly restrained Wait. by the spiderwebs. We, ha- ma- we just made saving throws, right? Yes. I have aura of protection. While conscious, any friendly creature within 10 feet of me making a saving throw gains my charisma modifier on the throw as a bonus. So, so I still got a 1. Natural fail. So, you're, you're done. I got a 12. Uh, do you count on your own aura? Uh, any friendly creature within me, yeah. Okay, yeah, sure. So, um... 
you manage to avoid being restrained, so you, like, push through. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Rhea still fails. Yeah. Um, Did Rhea turns around and goes, really? <laughs> does it get worse if I struggle? I struggle. Um, okay, you struggle, make, a, make an athletics check. Seventeen. Yeah, you managed to like break all the webs around. Yes. Like my arms and everything are just. You're you're old. you are trap trapped. I would like to land superhero <laughs> Can style. I struggle. You you weren't like just you are just off the floor. Like, there's no landing. I'm gonna crouch superhero style. Fine, anyways. you do, but it, it does not look <laughs> impressive. Yes, it does. Did you just kind of passively looks like we really. I glare up at him. I look I, fierce. I'm still in the bar. Drigas like... does not care. I use intimidating glare. Drigas, uh. <laughs> Keep, while conscious, any friendly creature within 10 feet of me can't be frightened, so I can't be scared. <laughs> well. Okay. Neither I'm can still I. My, well, yeah, you're still, you're still up there. Okay. I'm still in the bartending outfit, too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what would you like to do? Uh, I'm going to try and struggle. <laughs> okay, uh, roll for it. Uh, make an acro... Uh, you got to make a strength check. Strength? Just straight strength? Yeah. 15. Yeah, okay, you managed to make free. Yeah. All right. Uh, you've managed to break about a ten foot cube of uh, webbing, cube but the rest of, of the room still has webbing in it. If you move closer to the sword, you will have to. Well, actually, to move closer to the sword or the door, you're gonna need to make another check. What if I just cut? Remember the time I was invert and I bladed um, across a field of grass. All right. If you want to cut through, um, no. What kind of damage do you have for your weapons? Uh, they're rapiers, so piercing? it says piercing, but like, I'd assume I can also slash with No. Them. No? No. Can I Beyblade around the room? You got slashing damage? Yes? Yes. Then, uh, yes, you're gonna need to roll an attack. Just. Yeah. 25. Alright, roll for damage. <laughs> I think it worked. <laughs> I think it might have worked. Which was the D12? This is D12, right? Oh, no. Candace. That's a D. No. Well, I'm tapping. Oh, but what is, like, super, super tough? Yeah, they're oh, pretty man. strong. Six. Um, okay, you managed to, like, weaken the uh, webbing around you a little bit, but it does not come completely apart. I want to gather up some of this web and take it off. <laughs> uh, okay, but you're going to need to cut it apart to do that. I have a chef's knife. Whoa! <laughs> I forgot. Well, then! Um... Okay, roll for that. <laughs> what are the stats on a chef's knife? <laughs> Y'all know I keep my knives real dang sharp. Um, your attack stats will be the same plus to plus to hit as your rapier. Uh, your damage will be a d4 plus whatever your damage bonus would be on your rapier. So I got 23 to hit. Okay, that'll hit. And a d4, you said? Plus the damage on your rapier. Whatever your bonus is. 7 damage. And Candace did how much before? Six, you said? Yep. Um, uh, they are almost broken, but they're just hanging together by literally a thread. I get it, because it's webs. No, poke it gently with, <laughs> the, poke it, poke it gently with the kitchen knife. Are you trying to sneak not, attack an inanimate object? It's inanimate. You can't sneak on it. <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't see it coming. Just delicately, <laughs> delicately I, poke it with the point of your rapier. Yeah, I do that. I just go, it it still it it's Aww. it just like you said by a thread. Yeah, but it like takes the impact of the rapier and like bounces back and bounces forward again. I just I just pull at it. I'm just struggling against <laughs> it. Alright, roll for hit. You get no bonus on this. Seventeen. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh you rip it. 
Yeah. You've um, defeated the spider web. And it falls to shreds, and you can you manage to collect a three-foot length of spider thread from this. And the sword, I guess. Uh, yeah, you've just now moved close enough to the sword, if you want to get the sword. Okay, I'm gonna look at it first. Uh, okay, roll in... Well, what kind of way do you want to look at this? I just want to observe it, so like... Look, like, just looking at it, I'm not trying perception, to Perception, I guess you mean? Yeah, from perception. Or okay. investigation, whatever. Oh. Your call. If you want, just tell me the kind of check you're making on it. I'm gonna do an investigation check. Okay. Uh, 22. It's a little rusty. It's pretty badly broken. It would take a fairly good uh, smith to put this back together again, but otherwise it's a broken sword. Huh. Does it look like it's any special metal, or...? Not that you can tell from your check. With a 22, you can't tell what metal it is. I mean, it, look, it just looks like steel. You people are adventurers. <laughs> I just pick it up and shove it in my bag. <laughs> Alright, um, roll a luck check. A luck check on shoving it in your bag. Eight. Okay, yeah, it's fine. Just shove it in your bag. <laughs> you miss. <laughs> Whoops. In the spider. in your bag. And all no, of no, your stolen goes... goods spill all over the floor. <laughs> that wasn't why I was getting... Didrigus notices a lot of That was possession. not why I was getting them to roll a luck check. It's fine. Roll uh, to resist tetanus. No, it's fine. It's in your bag. Uh, okay. Um, in order to save us some time... Uh, Can I just open the, the door? Yeah, the floor door is now accessible to you. If you wanted to go to the other door, floor you'd door, have to door. cut through some more spider web. We have to cut through more web to open the door? No, to get to the f- to the other door. The, okay. The floor I th- door you're at. We're going to the floor door, right? Yeah, but let's move all of the furniture with us this time. I am... <laughs> Man, you are just... <laughs> Drigas just kind of puts his head in his hands at this point. You can only take the chair off. with you. Everything else is still webbed up. Oh, okay. To open the floor door, we can toss the chair through. We have to go through anyways. It doesn't matter if we throw the chair. carry the chair through. Would you like the but blanket? But it's a floor through? door. Would you like the blanket? No, but like you have to carry it through with you so the door doesn't close and send the chair to the other room. And then you get swapped out. Every time the door closes, it gets swapped out, remember? Yeah. Can't we just keep the door open? Yeah, I suppose if you like dangle a leg down there. <laughs> and toss the chair in. <laughs> Let's just... We're just tossing the chair. Fine, 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 fine. (laughs) I have six into this makes sense. (laughs) You toss the... You toss the fucking chair in. You have... I'm sorry, hold on a second. You have 13 int. You are, like, at least twice as smart as I am. But I am not wise. No, I'm wise. (laughs) I'm curious from a scientific perspective. So you open up the door, and you chuck the chair in. And as you look down, the chair falls um, ten feet into the room. Or no, sorry, it's 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 weird. You open up the door, and as you push the chair in, the chair like falls through, and then immediately curves and hits what to you looks like the wall. What? Like and as you're looking down, you see this like sideways pile of rubble. Oh, so gravity's a little wonky in here. Mm-hmm. Didrigus wants to enter the room. Okay. Uh, did, as Dedrigus slips into the room, your feet are immediately pulled uh, underneath you in the direction that the chair fell. Ooh. And for a second, you feel your body being bent in two different directions by the flow of gravity. Not going to lie, guys. This is weird. <laughs> uh, as you push yourself fully through, you find yourself coming up to standing in the room. Your your head, like, limbo misses the door frame. On the now way. it's not weird. <laughs> I jump in. Uh, you roll an acrobatics check. Uh... Sorry, dexterity saving throw. Dex save? Oh. Uh, what do I get? 13. (laughs) 
Um, okay. So you jump through, like, give yourself some solid momentum, and you come out, and you feel gravity take you, and so your feet swing under you first, because they've been in there the longest, like an arc of momentum. Uh Uh-huh. And they hit the ground, but they don't quite purchase, and your body rolls forward, and you, like, unintentionally somersault roll into this pile of rubble in front of the room, but you take no damage. Cool. It's just super not graceful. I don't, I don't mind. Um, that was a cool experience. And, Didrigus uh, feels the urge to coming to, rest a new, <laughs> coming to rest at your feet, you notice that there is a large carpet poking up from underneath the rubble, and beside your head there is the hilt of a dagger. So many things to hoard. Yes. I swear to God, if this so, is this magic? Is this magic? <laughs> so, I have two apples... And I want to throw one into the room so that it lands on Gus's head and he discovers gravity. Um, but bent gravity. So it won't work because from your perspective, uh, Gus's height is like enough that his like head is past the top of the door frame. And you can't throw it in there and the gravity will curve. Like, Can I throw it at an angle? I, I mean, I, I guess. Roll a luck check. <laughs> it's not an acrobat. It's an athletics check. Would no. it be an intelligence check to see if she can No, it's like a luck check angle? to figure... I, yeah, sure. Check. Sure, it's an intelligence saving throw to figure out if you can figure intelligence out Intelligence saving throw? <laughs> Not 20! Yeah, wow. you get this, you nail him in the head with the apple. <laughs> you, like, throw it in at such an angle that it, like, passes through your gravity field, curves up into the other, and then comes back down onto uh, Gus's head. And you got Stop a little coming, smarter. Gus. You got a little smarter just now. Do I get intelligence from the apple? <laughs> I see no benefit to this. But now you understand bent gravity. Dedrigus turns around slowly and looks at the location the apple could have only come from. I hop in <laughs> on the exact trajectory that my a- apple took. Oh, boy. Does that, does that mean that... Okay. <laughs> it's, it's impossible for you to be able to do that. It, your body can't bend that okay. way. Okay. <laughs> Mine could. Well, then. So. All right, I just hop in. Oh, by the way, I accidentally just like fixed something on my spreadsheet, on my uh, Excel sheet. Does that mean all my numbers the... were wrong? It would just change the numbers, so you can't take the numbers down in this room. They are covered by the rubble. Oh, darn! What a shame. So, what's in this room again? Uh, there's a chair. Large chair. There's a large no, no chair. There's a large car. So there's like a pile of rubble block coming down from one wall. Like the wall collapsed, but you can't see past it. And underneath the rubble, there is, like, out poking a carpet that appears to extend underneath the rubble. And there was a hilt of a dagger beside where Phi landed. And then to your right, there is a door that is partially obscured by the rubble, but open and unfazed enough that you can go through it. Considering what this place is, it's very well furnished. (laughs) Okay, but what happened to the chair? It's comfortable. Yeah, we threw the chair through. Uh, the chair just, like, smashed to the ground underneath what would now be both of yours feet. Right? Darn it. I, I lift the carpet up slightly, whatever you I You can't can. pull it. It, like... Oh, like, you just want to lift the part that's not yeah. under the rope? There's nothing there. It's floor. It, um, it smells earthy. It smells like floor. It smells kind of like the carpet got moldy at some point. Uh-huh. Is that better than the other rooms, though? The other rooms were kind of smelly. I'd assume it's a little bit better. Moldy carpet, carpet is tolerable. Multi carpoolet. 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 Multi carpool. Uh, I look at this hilt. Is it like a hilt that's jammed into something, or is it like no, just, just a hilt? It's just a hilt. And it's actually a pretty shitty hilt at that. Like, your dagger hilts are better hilts. Didrigus turns to Fi and says, I'm going to be honest with you. If you're planning on taking every broken weapon you find, it's a wonder you got this far. I mean, maybe it shows that I'm doing something right. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> 
Should we wait for Candace? Uh, I mean, you guys can make a call. There's really, I'm gonna like spoiler alert you here. There's really nothing to do in this room except go through the next door. The rubble is like too big and too tightly packed to move anything, mm-hmm. and also there's like no benefit to it. You're gonna be spending a lot of time and energy doing shit all. So there is one door in the room and then the pile of rubble. What would you like to do? You know, I'm gonna be honest here. I think we should just go through the one door we have. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, the rubble we, looks mighty inviting. We could sit here for an eternity moving rubble, or we could move. <laughs> Let's go. Okay. So you enter into the room. Uh, it is 40 feet by 50 feet and a 10 foot ceiling. Uh, there is only one door at the other end. Uh, within the room, there is the same wrecked furniture you've seen before. Um, but now there's also a uh, chest of drawers. And floating halfway between you and the other door is a beholder. Oh, and I'm going to need you to roll it. 